The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. The UK authorises an antiviral drug to treat coronavirus. This is probably the biggest step forward in the treatment of coronavirus since the crisis began. London, no longer the UK's virus epicentre. The northwest of England had the largest number of coronavirus deaths for the second week running, with 620 in the week to the 15th of May. And why the pandemics turned Brazil's president against the country's media. This is coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Just one day after the World Health Organization suspended trials for one drug billed by Donald Trump as a potential game-changer over safety fears, the UK's approved another as a treatment for coronavirus. Early data from clinical trials around the world showed remdesivir could shorten the recovery time of COVID-19 patients by up to four days. The drug was originally developed to fight Ebola, and British regulators say there's now enough evidence to approve its use in selected coronavirus patients in UK hospitals. The government confirmed that remdesivir will be rolled out to seriously ill coronavirus patients as early as this week. Dr Stephen Griffin, the Associate Professor at Leeds Institute of Medical Research, says the news is a promising step in the fight against coronavirus. This is a tremendous breakthrough because it's actually being approved for widespread use throughout the NHS. Now, it's something that we know works in animal models, um, something that we know, at least from the preliminary data from various trials, that it does appear to give us... um, some benefit in patients in terms of reducing the time to recovery and a a modest effect on mortality, certainly in in the most severely diseased um, patients. So it really is the first useful direct acting antiviral drug that we've been able to access. So um, the more quickly that can be rolled out across the UK, the better, in my view. The only drawback with remdesivir, well, there are other drawbacks, but the main drawbacks with remdesivir is that it has to be given intravenously. That does limit it to a sort of clinical setting because it has to be administered by, by trained personnel. You obviously can't do that yourself. However, it certainly um, will be very useful in treating all stages, I would hope, of um, SARS coronavirus 2 related disease in the future. The number of deaths linked to coronavirus in the UK has fallen to its lowest level in six weeks, according to official figures. The Office for National Statistics said 4,210 deaths involving COVID-19 were registered in the week to the 15th of May. That's the lowest total since the week ending the 3rd of April. On Tuesday, Northern Ireland reported no new deaths with coronavirus, one day after the Republic of Ireland reported the same. In England, the epicentre seems to have moved, with the North West now worse hit than the capital. The Telegraph's senior data journalist Patrick Scott reports. The UK's latest coronavirus deaths figures were published by the Office for National Statistics this morning, with the UK-wide tally now up to 47,000. The figures show that such deaths are still broadly on the decline, but that this is happening faster in some places than others. London was firmly the UK's COVID-19 epicentre at the start of the crisis but this appears to no longer be the case. The northwest of England had the largest number of coronavirus deaths for the second week running, with 620 in the week to the 15th of May. Nearly one in three deaths in the region were registered as being caused by the disease that week. Some more localised areas actually recorded increases in deaths, with places like Doncaster and Preston recording their worst weeks to date. 
In that sense, today's figures serve as a reminder that the UK is by no means out of the woods, despite the loosening of lockdown being around the corner. The government could review penalty fines imposed on families travelling for childcare purposes during lockdown. During the daily briefing, a member of the public asked whether the government plans to review fines imposed on families travelling for that reason in the light of the row over whether government adviser Dominic Cummings should have travelled to Durham to seek childcare while restrictions were in place. Health Secretary Matt Hancock said it was a reasonable question. We do understand the impact and the need uh, for making sure that children get adequate childcare. Uh, that is one of the uh, significant concerns that we've had all the way through this. And so I think, especially uh, coming from a, a man of the cloth, I think that is a perfectly reasonable to take away that question. I'll have to talk to my Treasury colleagues before I can answer it in full. It comes as Downing Street suggested that plans to allow greater social contact between friends and family could be made public as early as this week. Scientists advising the government are assessing whether it would be safe for people to create a so-called social bubble with one other household. The government confirmed no rules would be relaxed before the 1st of June. You'd be forgiven for thinking this is a celebration. In fact, on Sunday, just two days after Brazil became the country with the second highest number of coronavirus cases in the world, this is the sound of an anti-lockdown protest. The huddled crowds didn't look worried, neither did the country's president, Jair Bolsonaro, who greeted and hugged supporters in Brasilia. The US has now brought forward new travel restrictions on Brazil, where cases have risen sharply in recent days. The measures, which stop nearly all non-US citizens from entering the country if they visited Brazil in the previous two weeks, will come into force two days earlier than planned. Brazil's daily death count was higher than the US for the first time on Monday. Ewan Marshall reports from Sao Paulo. Latin America, and specifically Brazil, has become the new global epicentre of the coronavirus pandemic. Brazil recorded its 100th case some nine weeks ago and the infection curve has shown absolutely no signs of letting up since. The country has almost 375,000 cases and over 23,000 deaths. Latest studies commissioned by the federal government suggest the actual number of cases and deaths may be seven times higher due to low testing and inconsistent reporting. At the head of Brazil's disastrous COVID-19 response is right-wing president Jair Bolsonaro, who has repeatedly played down the severity of the disease, flouting social isolation measures and encouraging his supporters to do the same. The full extent of Mr Bolsonaro's coronavirus platform has been to alter the health ministry's protocol for treating the disease, adding recommendations for the use of hydroxychloroquine despite mounting evidence that the drug is harmful to patients. One high-profile former cabinet minister told me that the president has completely avoided discussions about COVID-19, changing the subject whenever the issue comes up in cabinet meetings. After an article in The Telegraph on Monday morning said he faces the prospect of being known as the man who broke Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro dismissed the international press as being all left-wing, claiming that his political ally Donald Trump suffers from a similar image problem. Major Brazilian newspapers have even decided to stop sending reporters to the president's daily press briefings under fear of violence from Mr Bolsonaro's extremist followers. 
for those of you looking to discuss the infamous trip to Durham already alluded to in this podcast in greater detail, The Telegraph's hosting a webinar on the Dominic Cummings debate with our front bench editor Daniel Capuro and our assistant comment editor Madeline Grant at 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning. They'll unpick the events of the last few days, they'll offer unrivaled insight from Westminster to determine what might happen next and you'll also have the opportunity to put questions to our experts during the call. I'll put details of how to join that in the show notes. It's only open to Telegraph subscribers, but if you're not yet a subscriber, head to telegraph.co.uk slash audio, where listeners can get 30 days free access to all our journalism, the news that'll keep you updated on the pandemic and plenty to distract you from it too. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis, and I'll have your next update on Wednesday evening.